We're continuing to look this morning in Luke chapter 9 and 10. We've been reading from these two chapters ways we can be our best. God has something very exciting for you to do in your world, wherever that happens to be, whether uh, it's in the workplace, whether it's at school, whether it's uh, at home, whatever it might be, God has some really exciting things for you. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you ever seen a miracle? It's not like they happen every day. I mean, that's kind of the definition of a miracle, I guess, something that's out of the ordinary, something that wouldn't ordinarily happen. Something that only God could do. Have you ever seen a miracle? But but wait a minute. If it's something that only God can do, we know that God's always working. So maybe miracles are happening a little more often than we might think. But what about the raising the dead, the causing the lame to walk, the blind to see? What about those kind of miracles? Ever seen anything like that? You've actually seen something better. That's what Jesus tells his disciples here in Luke chapter 10, where we're going to be reading this morning. We're going to be focusing on the 17th through the 20th verse today. In Luke chapter 10, you'll remember Jesus has sent out 72 of his followers. And he tells them to take his message about the kingdom of God and begin to spread that throughout the communities. And they go and they do that and they come back pumped. They are excited. They had seen some amazing things. And Jesus welcomes them back. He rejoices with them and all the amazing things that they had seen happen. But then he reminds them, hey, wait a minute. You've already seen something better. Here's what he says in verse 20. He says, however, do not rejoice that the Spirit submitted to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This morning, right now, if you know Jesus, you've seen a miracle. Our Jesus does some amazing things. It was probably the thing that during his earthly ministry, Jesus was best known for throughout Judea. The crowds came to him For two reasons. One, they came because he taught like nobody else they'd ever heard. But secondly, he performed miracles. Jesus realized this would be the truth. In fact, he he, he cautioned those that he healed. Now, don't go tell everybody about this because he knew what would happen. He knew the crowds would, would come flowing in wanting more and more miracles. He understood that people would be coming to him either because they needed a miracle or because they wanted to watch the show. And he was right. As word got around about the miracles that he had performed, crowds began to flock to Jesus everywhere he went. Now, unfortunately, as Jesus knew would happen, many of those in the crowd were coming for the wrong reasons. They came for what they could get out of Jesus rather than to follow him as the Savior and Lord. And there is a difference. Our Jesus is not just a miracle vending machine. 
The miracles that he did during his earthly ministry were not just magic tricks to draw the crowds. The miracles were a testimony to who he was, that he was, in fact, who he claimed to be, the Son of God, the Messiah. But let's admit it. His miracles are amazing. And by this time in Luke chapter 10, the disciples had seen Jesus doing things that they knew only God could do, which was kind of the point. And now he had sent these 72 followers out on their own. How did it go? Well, it went really well. It was amazing, in fact. Here's how Luke describes it in verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Now, they had seen Jesus cast out demons before, but now they were casting out demons in Jesus' name. That was pretty outstanding stuff. I'm guessing not many of those 72 had ever experienced that before. I'm guessing none of them during their time as fishermen and tax collectors had been casting out demons. Well, well, Matthew probably had been called a demon as a tax collector by some people who didn't want to pay their taxes, but he probably hadn't cast out very many of them. But at the name of Jesus, the demons had fled Before these 72 who had gone out proclaiming the name of Christ. It was amazing stuff. You would be excited too. So would I. But Jesus didn't stop there. As he let the 72 tell some of the stories about what had happened. Some of the exciting things that had occurred. Some of the ways that that God had been working through their ministry. Basically Jesus says, that's great, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Verse 18, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. It's interesting the miracles that Jesus named in those two verses. Of all the things that he could have named of miracles that that he would do through the disciples, there's some interesting things that he comes up with here. Scholars have debated about what he means there in that that first verse. I read verse 18. Was this a previous event where where Satan had fallen? Or was this a prophecy of a future event when Satan would be completely defeated? Well, really, either way, it describes total defeat. There's nothing left to question. Satan is done in the power of Christ. Verse 19, though, gets even stranger. Trampling on snakes and scorpions, what's that all about? Well, scholars, again, have various opinions about what Jesus was describing it to. But but it all boils down to the fact that in the biblical world, snakes and scorpions were often used as symbols of evil. Still are. If you call somebody a snake, you're probably not... Describing them as your favorite person in the world. We still use those two animals to describe people that we're not too fond of. And this promise that no one would harm them. Now, now wait a minute. When you read on in the New Testament, book of Acts, and following, the followers of Jesus face some tremendous harm. In fact, a historical Christian 
Tradition holds that all 12 of the disciples, save for John, died a martyr's death, some of them in horrifically terrible ways. But Jesus' statement still holds. Even the persecutions that they would face as his followers could not stop the message of Christ. Nothing could stop them. Nothing. Have you ever spilled something? I don't mean just a, a drop or two out of your cup. I mean like, you know, you're bringing the pitcher of iced tea to the table and you trip and you drop the pitcher. You ever had that happen to you? And your first instinct is to try to contain the spill. You know, put your arm down, make your hand, make a wave, go the other way, yell for somebody to grab some towels. But it doesn't matter. The spill still goes, goes all over the table, spills over the edge, goes all over the floor. You can't stop it. That is the nature of the message of Christ. Nothing can stop the gospel. Nothing. Not snakes, not scorpions, not demons, not COVID-19, nothing can stop the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus still does some amazing things. He still does miracles. The 72 saw them and you will too. But don't miss the point that Jesus makes here with the 72 and what the Bible is reminding us of today. The greatest miracle is what Jesus does in you. These were exciting days for the 72. They were coming off an extraordinary experience. Even the demons could not defeat the name of Jesus. But, but our Lord wanted them to understand that amaz- as amazing as that was, they already knew an even greater miracle. After his comments about his complete authority over even the worst that evil might throw at him or his followers, Jesus then reminds them in verse 20, However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Killing snakes and scorpions would be a really good thing. Casting out demons, pretty impressive. But it paled in comparison to what they already had in Jesus. Their names were written in heaven. No matter what happened to them in this world, nothing could take that away from them. And nothing can take it away from you either. See, here's the thing. Our world does not need more miracle workers. Our world needs people who have experienced the miracle of the transforming power of Jesus Christ. Our world doesn't need more powerful people. Our world needs people empowered through the presence of Jesus Christ in their life. 
Our world doesn't need more spiritual powers. Our world needs more people filled with the Spirit of Christ. Every kid does this and every parent has exactly the same answer. You're a kid. And you're in the store with your mom and dad. You're riding in that little bread thing in the grocery cart. You've got your legs dangling out through two little holes. And then you see it, conveniently located right there at child eye level, that item that you've wanted all week long, that toy that you saw advertised on TV, that candy that you've always wanted to try, that new flavor of Pop-Tart. And you grab your mom's hand. You say, Mom, Mom, can we get some of those? And what did your mom say? You don't need any of those. But Mom, it's those new bubblegum flavored Doritos. (laughs) No, we don't need any of those. We got the regular Doritos at home. Besides, bubblegum Doritos would be terrible. (laughs) The 72, the followers of Christ, those that Jesus had sent out and they'd seen these amazing things and they'd come back just so excited and, and thrilled about what God had been doing. They'd come back saying they want to do more and they would. Jesus would work extraordinarily through their lives in the years to come. But through it all, Jesus wanted them to remember, as amazing as these miracles may be, the most important miracle of all is that your name is written in heaven. They had a home, a forever home with Jesus. And nothing could take that away. This morning, don't you forget it. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, you have seen a miracle. And not just any miracle, not just something amazing that you might forget next week, not just something spectacular that was amazing in the moment, but it lasted but for a moment. No. In Jesus Christ, you have a miracle that will last forever. That can never be taken away. If you know Jesus Christ this morning, you will never die. Now, yes, this mortal frame which we inhabit during these days, if if the Lord tarries, this mortal frame will pass away. But you that know Christ... Your name is written in heaven. You have an eternal home with the Lord that cannot be taken away. And there is no greater miracle than what you already know in Jesus. You have seen a miracle. Heavenly Father, this morning we recognize that sometimes our focus is on the wrong thing. 
we focus on, on the temporary, the things of this world. And sometimes those things are very important, Lord, and you know that. And you have a power that is displayed within our temporary world. As you heal, as you work in the lives of people, as you do things that only you can do, and and we recognize your power in that. But God, never let us forget that the greatest miracle of all is what you do in the life of the individual who by faith turns to you as Lord and Savior. Across this auditorium this morning and those watching by internet today, Heavenly Father, they are miracles. Those that have confessed their sin, those that have come to you by faith, those who have recognized the power of the cross and realized the truth of the resurrection and followed you as Lord and Savior, they know a miracle. Never let us forget, Heavenly Father, how extraordinarily amazing that miracle is. It is the reason we give you praise. Because you and you alone are Lord of all. And it is in the name of Jesus we pray today. Amen. Just a moment, we're going to have a time for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Maybe you're here and you've never experienced that miracle. Because you've never personally trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the only way that an individual's name can be written in heaven. It's the only way that someone can have a a forever home with the Lord can have this extraordinary miracle that cannot be taken away. The only way that happens is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we want to give you an opportunity right now, right here today to do that. By faith to trust in Jesus Christ. It's very simple. All you have to do is admit your need to say, yes, Lord, I know I've sinned. I know I've failed. I know I have messed my life up. I know I've done things you didn't want me to do. And there's nothing I can do to fix it. And secondly, to believe that God's done what only God could do. Like I said, this is a miracle, right? A miracle is something only God can do. Well, this is it. And you believe that Jesus did what only Jesus could do. He he paid the price for your sin completely, 100% in full. When he died on the cross, he took all of your guilt, all of your shame on him. And then finally... To confess Him as your Lord and Savior. It's not enough just to know about Jesus. Just to know the stories about Him. It has to be that point in our life where we personally accept Him as our Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by simply saying, Lord, I need You. I believe You did what You said You did. I believe You died on the cross for me. I believe You rose again. And right here, right now today, I want to receive You as my Lord and Savior. You can do that right now. Those of you watching on the internet, you can do that right now praying that God would come into your life. And maybe you have some questions about that. You say, well, that's what I want to do, but I I don't really understand that. Well, normally we would have a time where you could come forward and we could try to answer those questions. Because of the virus, we can't do that right now. But we do want to answer your questions for you. So in the pew racks before you, there's a little card there. Just put your contact information on that. Place it in one of the baskets as you leave this morning. We'll be glad to contact you and and help you to answer some of those questions. Go to God's Word and find those those answers that you're looking for because they're right here. (laughs) What you're looking for is right here. We'll help you find it.
Just let us know. Those of you watching us on the Internet, just email us here at the church, nhbc at nationalheights.org. We'll be glad to get that information to you. We want you to know that today you can know a miracle through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe there's some other way that God's working in your life this morning. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We'd be glad to share with you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at National Heights. Again, just give us your contact information or email us here at the church. Maybe there's some prayer need that you have on the reverse side of those cards. There's a place where you can indicate that, just a a prayer need that you'd like your church to be praying for. You can email that to us. We'll be glad to be praying with you today. In whatever way God is is leading you this morning. We invite you to respond to Him today.